Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You're listening to The Sports Stove with host Vince Stover. Today's episode of The Sports Stove podcast is brought to you by IPM Pest and Termite. To find out more information about Central Kentucky's neighborhood pest professionals, visit myipm.com. We are also sponsored by RA Marketing, helping financial advisors get the leads that they need for their business. Go radigital.com. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We are recapping a great sports weekend. College football, pro football, the NBA, maybe even a little baseball. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Podcast. Boy, life has happened and I haven't been able to record, even though we've had some great content over the last two weeks. And so today I want to come in Take just a few minutes, let's talk uh, kind of a roundup of everything that has happened over the weekend, starting with a great college football uh, week, a lot of upsets, a lot of things happening in the college football world, but I kind of want to focus in on the SEC, the greatest conference in college football. What a crazy week it was. Tennessee continues to dominate, longest active winning streak in college football right now. I'm not sure that anybody saw... The, the win streak. Now, beating Missouri, that was not a surprise. Next week, they face Georgia. Can they compete? I mean, even keep it close? If they can, it will be a success for them. Kentucky faced Ole Miss. Ole Miss, a surprise team here in the new year with new coach Lane Kiffin. They put up 42 points in overtime to beat Kentucky. Kentucky missed an extra point in overtime that ultimately cost them the game. But missing one extra point in the game isn't the reason you lose. It's giving up 42 points. That's the reason you lose. Here in Lexington, Kentucky, in Central Kentucky, the Big Blue Nation, they have lost their minds. I'm watching on social media as Kentucky fan after Kentucky fan is questioning maybe Joey Gatewood should start over Terry Wilson. And they're blaming the running back for being stupid and fumbling. Or not fumbling, well he did fumble, but getting tackled short of the end zone and then fumbling. They're blaming the kicker for the missed extra point, but they seem to overlook 42 points allowed in this game. Coach Stoops is supposed to be a good, if not great, defensive coach. It's not showing up. There's not very much depth at all in the Kentucky defense. They're supposed to have, according to the local beat writers and the local professionals, they all say, oh, great cornerbacks, great depth and, and defensive backs. They've been horrible this year so far. They they were supposed to lose to Auburn. That was not a surprise to us. But this loss to Ole Miss is devastating to Kentucky's season. So many of the local writers and the Kentucky the guys that cover Kentucky football, they all said this is supposed to be a 7-8 to eight win team. Well, <laughs> that's not looking so good right now. They should have never even been in the conversation to beat Auburn. But Ole Miss... 
boy, they had to win that one. And now they face a, a Mississippi State team that no one knows what they're going to be like. They beat LSU in week one. Then they lose to Arkansas in week two. They only put up 14 points after record numbers on offense the week before. It's crazy what's going on. But nonetheless, Kentucky with a with a big loss to Ole Miss. That was a game they really needed. Florida comes out on top of South Carolina 38 to 24. South Carolina's not very good, but they did stay close with Florida that entire game. Alabama dominating Texas A&M. Who is Texas A&M? Are they any good whatsoever? They squeaked by Vanderbilt in week 1 uh, and they get dominated by Alabama in week 2. I'm not real sure what Texas A&M is this season. Georgia is looking wonderful. 27-6 to over Auburn. And they've got this quarterback in Stetson that seems to be the real deal. Georgia just picks up where they left off, continuing their winning ways. But, as we mentioned earlier, they face Tennessee next week. A Tennessee team that is playing as good as they've played in a number of years. Let's be interesting to see what Tennessee can do on defense to contain Georgia's offense and what Tennessee can do on offense to put up points against a stingy Georgia defense. We mentioned earlier Arkansas 21, Mississippi State 14. Mississippi State has to be one of the biggest question marks so far. Arkansas is not good. Arkansas should have never even been in this game. Arkansas, I've had them at the bottom of the pole with Vanderbilt this entire time, and yet they pull off a win over a ranked Mississippi State team, and uh, what a win that was. Then LSU closed it out 41-7 to against Vanderbilt. They finally looked like what you'd expect them to look like here in this season. Next week will be an interesting week with some really big games in the SEC. As we already mentioned a few times, Georgia-Tennessee, Kentucky-Mississippi State, they're just playing for, for a little bit of pride right now. One of them needs to show some consistency. Florida has Texas A&M. This is really Texas A&M's chance to show that they are the team that everyone expected them to be and put up a fight against Florida. South Carolina and Vanderbilt, the battle of 0-2s in the SEC. No one will be watching. Arkansas is in Auburn. That's an intriguing game just because of how bad Auburn looked against Georgia and how good Arkansas really looked uh, this past week. You would assume Auburn would live up to the hype. They're a 16.5 point favorite at the moment. So you would think that they would be able to come out on top there. Alabama faces Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin uh, facing off. Uh, he was an assistant under Saban for a few years trying to rehabilitate his career. Uh, how will they show up against Alabama? And then LSU, a 20-and-a-half point favorite over Missouri. You expect Missouri to continue to be winless in the season. Four winless teams so far in the SEC. Missouri, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and Kentucky. What a good weekend we had overall in college uh, football as well. Here in, in, uh, on, on this weekend, we had, like I said, a number of upsets. TCU beats Texas 33-31. NC State upsets Pittsburgh 30-29. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, no, that one they won. SMU 30, Memphis, number 25, Memphis 27. Tulsa 34, UCF 26, Arkansas and Mississippi State. We already mentioned Iowa State takes another blow to Oklahoma. Oklahoma not looking good this season. 37-30, to 30, Iowa State over Oklahoma. A great college football weekend and only more great football to come. 
Now on to the NFL. I am recording this Monday afternoon, so before the Monday night games with Kansas City and New England and Green Bay and Atlanta. Uh, Some interesting games throughout this past Sunday. The Bengals get their first win. Joe Burrow has been phenomenal so far as a rookie. They beat the Jaguars. The big upset of Cleveland over Dallas. Cleveland put up 49 points. Dallas put up 38, most of that in the comeback uh, late in the second half. How in the world do NFL teams put up that many points? What's that, 81 points along the way? That is incredible. In week four of the NFL, the Browns with a big win. Cowboys have to be one of the most disappointing teams so far this season. Tampa Bay uh, has a tough battle against the Chargers. Justin Herbert is looking very good as a rookie as well, but Tom Brady is looking a little better. Five touchdowns for Tom Brady. The Buccaneers look dangerous on offense, but surprisingly weak on defense. Carolina Panthers win as well, facing off against the Arizona Cardinals 31-21. The Vikings beat the Texans, causing the Texans to fire Bill O'Brien, head coach, I did not have Bill O'Brien as first coach fired. Didn't see that one. Saw him getting fired coming, but didn't see it coming this early. And he is out. The Colts beat the Bears. Nick Foles as a starter. Not as good as Nick Foles as a backup. And the the Colts uh, win 19-11. The Buffalo Bills continue an impressive start to their season, winning 30-23 over the Raiders. Josh Allen has really been a difference maker so far this season. He's played phenomenal. Two touchdown passes on 288 yards. He also had three rushes, negative one yards, but he got the touchdown uh, there as well. Stephon Diggs, six catches, 115 yards. Buffalo looks very dangerous offensively and defensively. And then Philadelphia comes out with a win over the um, the mangled San Francisco 49ers. 25-20, Carson Wentz, first win for him this season, and the Eagles desperately needing that victory. They lead the NFC East with a record of 1-2-1. and one. Can you believe that? The NFC East right now is looking just horrible. You might see a losing team win the division this year. In the NFC East right now, you have Philadelphia 1-2-1, Washington 1-3, Dallas 1-3, and, and the Giants 0-4. This is not looking good for the NFC East. Other standings uh, here in the NFC in the North, Packers undefeated. Again, this is before the game tonight. They should beat Atlanta, but Atlanta can put up some points. Chicago 3-1 and one in the North towards the top as well. Tampa Bay 3-1 and one leading the South. New Orleans and Carolina at 2-2. Two and two. Seattle undefeated 4-0. and oh. They've been impressive offensively as well. And the Rams, the surprise team, 3-1 and one right now in the West. Arizona and San Francisco 2-2 two and two, uh, apiece. And the AFC, Buffalo undefeated 4-0. and Pittsburgh undefeated 3-0. and uh, They get a, an unexpected bye week because of COVID this week in the north. And then in the south, Tennessee, 3-0. and uh, They're the ones that caused that unexpected bye. Indianapolis, by the way, 3-1. and Baltimore, Cleveland, 3-1 and as well. In the AFC West, Kansas City, 3-0. and Vegas at 2-2. and And uh, interesting NFL start for sure. A lot of question marks still four weeks in of who is really great, who is really bad, and who will kind of bring up the middle uh, there in each division is yet to be seen.
Meanwhile, in Orlando, the NBA Finals continue. The Lakers had a commanding 2-0 lead. Then Jimmy Butler arrived to the NBA Finals, having a huge Game 3. Jimmy Butler, 40 points in the win for the Miami Heat. And we watched as uh, Butler had to carry this Heat team. Tyler Hero had 17, Robinson 13, Crowder added 12. Kelly Olenek off the bench with 17 as well for Miami. They've been without two of their better players in Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic. And uh, let's see if they can get them back. Maybe they can make this competitive finals. It seems like the Lakers would have the, the, the advantage here. LeBron James had 25 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists in the loss. Anthony Davis, who's been very good here in the postseason, really all throughout the bubble, only 15 points and 5 rebounds. Off the bench, Morris and Kuzma both had 19. You watch at the end of Game 3, LeBron James pouts his way off the court as the closing seconds tick off, leaving the other four members of his team out there on the court. It's been made a little bit of a deal. At the end of the day, the game was over. They were going to dribble out the clock. What does it matter if LeBron James is on the floor or not? But this is one of the reasons why so many people have a hard time saying he's the best ever. I don't think he is. As a matter of fact, I don't even have him in my top three. But LeBron James is this character that decides when he wants to be on and when he wants to be off, when he wants to be happy and a leader, and when he wants to be pouty and and a victim. And LeBron James has been this throughout his entire career. It's someone who has given so much God-given natural ability, uh, size advantage overall. And, 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 and he's a very good basketball player, but at the end of the day, he is not the greatest ever because... He doesn't lead like the greatest ever. He pouts too often. He complains all the time. He is uh, a constant sore when it comes to uh, losing. He's a sore loser. And uh, and with it all, he feels like he's untouchable. Now, all the greats probably felt that way. I'm sure he's not the only one. But for my liking, I don't like him in the top three of the greatest of all time debate. And in these finals, I'd be honest, I'd be perfectly happy to see him lose uh, to even someone like Jimmy Butler, who was a sore on the last two teams he's been on. He's been a problem. He's gotten uh, coaches screamed at and yelled at, and he's gotten uh, uh, very, uh, you know, he's called press conferences or he's called a, a reporter and, and had a big blow up in practice when just so happened a reporter was there to talk about it. Jimmy Butler's an interesting character, but since he's been on the Heat, you know what he's done? He's led the Heat. He's been okay with other players stepping up and playing great, like Bam Adebayo uh, has been consistently wonderful. Goran Dragic has been a, an important piece to that team. Tyler Hero has had games where he's been, it seems like, the best player on the floor. And Jimmy Butler has allowed that to take place and hasn't seemed to have any problem with it. But at the end of the day, he still leads. And that's something that LeBron James has not done. How will the NBA Finals end up? I don't know. The Lakers probably pull this off, maybe in five, maybe in six. But at the end of the day, it still doesn't make LeBron James the greatest basketball player of all time. Did you have any idea Major League Baseball was still playing games? That's right. They're in the playoffs, as a matter of fact. The NL Central has been incredibly disappointing in the playoffs. All four of the teams that made the playoffs are now out. The Marlins sweep the Cubs. How are the Marlins still playing baseball? The Padres win in uh, three games, 2-1 to over the Cardinals. The, The Reds, the Brewers, the Cubs, none of them put up any kind of run support for their pitching. 
It just hasn't been pretty. But we continue in baseball. As of this recording, the Astros and the Athletics are playing game one in the ALDS. The Astros lead 7-5 in the middle of the sixth. By the time you listen to this, it'll be long over. The Yankees face off against Tampa Bay Rays. This is an intriguing series. The Yankees were supposed to be the best team in baseball, maybe the second best team behind the Dodgers, yet the Rays take number one in the AL. Now they get to prove if they're for real or not. The Yankees are the favorite, but the Rays have had the best season so far. Then the Marlins and the Braves will tip off game one. It's probably not tip off in baseball. Uh, Their first pitch in game one uh, will start tomorrow, Tuesday. Atlanta the favorite there. That makes sense. Astros and A's will be in game two. Yankees and Rays game two. And then the Padres and the Dodgers, their first pitch as well is scheduled for Tuesday. I love what the Padres have done this season. They've got great talent, but their pitching is really banged up right now. The Dodgers should be the best team in the NL. Will they come out of it? I don't know. I like the Braves in the National League, and I like the Yankees in the American League. As much as I hate the Yankees, I think they're the best team out there right now, and they should be able to come out on top in the American League. The best baseball is playoff baseball. Make sure in all the other things going on in the sports world today that you don't miss out on America's pastime. Thank you for joining the Sports Stove podcast for today's kind of uh, random uh, just jumble of sports podcasts that we put off today. I hope that you enjoyed the content. If you did, would you please like the podcast, rate the podcast, share the podcast, tell others about it as well. We're going to try to come out later this week with a preview for Kentucky, Mississippi State, and maybe some other college football games as well. Um, but uh, like I said, life has been a little crazy and haven't been able to record as much as we'd like to. So thank you so much for listening today. You can follow us on Twitter at Sports Stove. And uh, then, of course, wherever you're listening to us now, continue to listen and please let other people know about it. Thank you to our sponsors, RA Marketing. If you're a financial advisor, please visit them online. Go radigital.com. They can help you with uh, your marketing, uh, social media marketing, as well as uh, many other things as well. And then to our local sponsor, IPM Pest and Termite, they're your neighborhood pest professionals. If you're listening to us in central Kentucky, please, if you have ants, spiders, centipedes, maybe bigger issues like termites, you need to get a hold of IPM Pest and Termite. You can find them online, myipm.com. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.